What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to a special combo edition of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk Podcast. We're going to be doing the pay-per-view point breakdown of WWE Survivor Series War Games 2022, as well as episode number 573 of the Hot Tags of the Week. Got a lot to talk about here. I am your host as always, Tony Mango. Joining me as always are Callum Wiggins. Hey there. And Robert E. Fleece. War Games. War Games, bro. <laughs> so one of my okay, favorite things. I don't think Callum would say it, but I know he doesn't have the proper accent. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. Unfortunately, not from the uh, the north of England. Can't really pull off the Blackpool twang that Mister Regal can do. <laughs> you can do it better than the people of the United States that do their own impressions, including. Oh us. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, uh, bloody war games. <laughs> So, yeah, we're going to break down the pay-per-view stuff. We're also going to talk about the hot tags. This is because Friday I am not going to be around my equipment, so I won't be able to record the hot tags, and I'm certainly not going to just put this on these other guys to to do it instead. So we're going to just do it here, especially also because there's only five matches that are currently announced for War Games, and I highly doubt that we're going to find any more information prior to SmackDown to be able to talk about any kind of updates when it comes to that, and I'm hoping at the very least, knock on wood, that there aren't any major stories for the hot tags that'll happen over Thanksgiving, essentially. Like, everybody can chill and not have any kind of, you know, arrests or, uh, you know, big releases or anything along those lines. So, what the fuck is Vince McMahon going to be doing around the Thanksgiving table? That's the question. Yeah, he's going to eat some turkey and uh, eat it now, then, and forever. <laughs> You think Vince is a turkey guy or think that he's one of those like uh just eats all the sides <laughs> I, I'd hope he's a turkey guy I can see a lot of people complain about turkey being dry but from the stories I've heard from people like Cornette and people who are close to him Vince apparently is a very dry meat kind of guy hmm. so I think he likes turkey meanwhile like I'm pretty sure that uh Jim Cornette's just getting his double cheese double <laughs> I, I imagine there's, there's a lot of like gravy and stuff <laughs> going to get a goddamn sandwich from Arby's. <laughs> Roy Rogers. Anyway, tell us your uh, Thanksgiving stuff in the comments below. Tell us your thoughts on all these things that we're going to be talking about. Chime in with whatever the hot tag discussions are or your predictions and rundown of the pay-per-view stuff. Uh, tell us why you think that stuffing is probably the best thing for Thanksgiving. I saw a great... Uh, uh, you know, not to go on a complete side note, but snack talk moment of uh, you know these people doing a draft of the uh, Thanksgiving meal stuff. And one guy drafts stuff. I guess it's just like, Oh, I won the draft immediately. <laughs> stuffing is fantastic. So good. Give me some stuffing, some green bean casserole. I'll pass on some of the other things, but anyway, we got the hot tags. We got the, uh, pay-per-view stuff. And before we get into all that, I just want to remind everybody of the ways that you can help support us. And it's not through, uh, giving thanks at a table and stuff in your face with mashed potatoes. Although you can do that too. It's uh, doing things like hitting up the Patreon or clicking the join button over there on YouTube. You get access to the dark cast, the pick your poison tier and all the other different things we have available on that option, even including the $1 a month tier, which is just a good way to be like, Hey, look, I don't got much to, uh, to be able to send, but here's a couple cents your way. Thanks guys. That stuff is still a great morale boost. Same thing with that little thanks button. That's over there. It's right next to the like button, which you should definitely hit for this video. You hit it now. You're going to enjoy it. 
I know. <laughs> you also have Redbubble and Tee Public for the merchandise options. If you want to pick up some merchandise for either Smart Cow Moment, Fanboys Anonymous, or a Mango Tees, like the person who just bought a uh, T-shirt of the one-way ticket to Pound Town design that I have. So <laughs> some guy is going to uh, have a lot of fun with that, and I get two bucks out of it. So, <laughs> hey, two dollars that covers the. Uh, $2 for a ticket to Pound Town, huh? That's, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> T-Public and Redbubble, they take the majority out of that, but that'll pay for the, I don't know, the barbecue sauce I bought earlier, maybe? <laughs> maybe not even that. Uh, Trader Joe's is too expensive. Anyway, yeah. uh, if you want to help us out on that kind of stuff, that is great, including the fact that you're just listening to this, and if you want to pass this along to somebody who you think might be interested, click that share button, and, you know, send them a like, because, you know, more people to listen, more people that can help us out on that end and the SEO and all the other kind of stuff that goes along with that. So let's get to the hot tags here. Let's start talking about some of these things. Some interesting stuff going on. We got, uh, let's talk about some movie things here. Bobby Lashley said that he was offered some parts in Mortal Kombat and Stranger Things before he returned to WWE. And I'm assuming these are roles like, you know, Stranger Things would probably be to play the part of some kind of brute in something or, you know, to be the guy inside of, like, a monster costume or whatever. I can't think of any characters that necessarily would make sense for him. It's, like, not, he's going to be, like, some 30-something-year-old playing the part of one of the kids, like, you know, Billy. is supposed to be, like, 19. But yeah, he's not going to play that part. Uh, it's certainly not going to be, like, one of the dads to anybody because, like, they haven't done anything with uh, some of those characters, you know, um, Caleb McLaughlin's dad's not even a character in here. Mortal Kombat, I'm assuming he would have gotten the potentially the part of um, Jax, maybe. That would have been good. We watched that movie. It was fantastic. So could be interesting. Um, but he t- didn't take them, you know, because he wanted to come back to the WWE. So that makes sense. Stranger Things, I imagine Bobby Lashley would have been in the role of, hey, it's the 80s, so they're watching wrestling on TV and. Here's Bobby Lashley as, you know, unknown wrestler X, and he's slamming some guy. Like, could be that. that you know? He did have somebody have a Hulk Hogan like postcard in one episode or something. Yeah, because so. wrestling was a big part of the eighties, and Lashley would have been great for that role. With that stuff, there's also a thing about Damian Priest apparently reading for the role of Namor. In Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Obviously, he didn't get the part, but that's pretty interesting. Uh, can you imagine WWE already losing Damien Priest to the MCU? <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. Like, that would have been great for him. It sucked for WWE. Because, you know, like, not that he's a major, major star, but he's a star that they don't need to be losing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't picture him in the role of Namor being better than the guy that they had gotten blanket on his name. Um, and obviously, you know, you change some stuff on the script. I mean, he might've been reading for the role back before it was even rewritten or anything, but I think it's kind of interesting. And yeah, I could see him playing some part in the MCU going forward, especially if it was like something in like guardians of the galaxy or whatever, you know, like slap some makeup on him, some CGI, put him in like an alien role be down for that he's got a cool voice he's big yeah his voice could get him far and even just voice acting yeah so i think that's cool when you see those kind of things also shout out this unrelated i guess to an extent maybe through like the cm punk discussion but r.i.p jason david frank man 
that's so sucks. Like we lose Batman and the Green Ranger slash White Ranger slash Red Ranger slash other Red Ranger slash Black Ranger. He's one of the like premier Power Rangers. He's the Power Ranger. Yeah, at the end of the day, he's really become the Power Ranger, and it's heartbreaking for a lot of people. And it's him and Batman in the same couple weeks. Very painful. I had tweeted out about this, uh, but the day that I was going to write the scene in my um, my epic Power Ranger blueprint thing, the day I'm writing the scene that he is supposed to get uh, start losing his powers and go down this like deep depression for like three arcs kind of is the day that that news came out. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, like I, I just started to try to write this, you know, and it's, it's terrible news. So, um, yeah, RIP JDF. Uh, that's the movie stuff that I've got down. Um, any other things? Out, Black, Black Adam is out on digital. If you want something to do on Black Friday. Oh yeah. Um, the rocks. Yeah. Rock is in that. I'll be watching that and I'll be uh, talking about whether or not Tony's right or wrong about how bad it is. It's not good. <laughs> it's, it's it's not good. Any interest in checking Black Adam out or um, or you think you might end up seeing Black Panther, Callum? Uh, definitely not Black Panther. Just, again, nothing against this series in general, but uh, I haven't watched the original one, so I mm. don't think I'm just going to start on Wakanda forever. Uh, but uh, I'm, I, I'm sure it's... Um, well, hopefully it's a good continuation. Um, I think it'd be. I'm still. Good. Oh, it is good. Okay. Not That's as good as the first, but it's for what they were tasked to do. They did yeah, a good without job. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. Uh, but uh, yeah, Black Adam. I mean, I was I I really wanted to watch it after the trailer that I saw, but then you told me what it was like. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't really have um, uh, as much interest in it. Um. So yeah, I'll probably miss it out. I'm not as um just to carry on with the Power Rangers thing. I'm not as a uh, closely connected to. I used to watch Power Rangers quite a bit as a kid, but re- I think my series was Lost in Space or Space Rangers, whatever they used to call that one. I don't know. It was the one they were in space. There's the series that I kind of gravitated. Space Force. There's a uh, Space Force. Yeah. I think there's three that are in space. I I stopped oh, after. Oh. I I didn't even finish Zio, the second season, uh, the second series, but it's uh there's lost galaxy and there's uh in oh, space in space parent yeah space was just that one yeah so in space is two after because there's tur- turbo is after zeo and then it's in space i stopped the one before turbos <laughs> so it's literally okay yeah i'm looking at it now it's literally power Rangers in space okay yeah that, power that was, yeah, that, in that was, space. <laughs> yeah that, yeah just like the thing too was power rangers in space dude <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was that was the one that uh, I immediately gravitated towards. I didn't actually really, I didn't watch much of the first series. How did they never throw? As I look at the the Super Sendai costumes, how did they never throw a wrestler one of these? It's like, hey, this is popular. Go, go do this thing. Wasn't that just kind of what the Chikara did with like the fire runs and stuff like that? They just seemed like that's one of the reasons I was a big fan of a company like Chikara. I think uh, they had a a certain edge for stuff like that and i think there's still a market for it spoiler alert it's not whatever scripts is <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk about scripts we are certainly gonna talk about scripts 
So yeah, um, for anybody that's on the fanboys side of things, obviously go to fanboysanonymous.com. Um, if you want to know more about Black Panther, we'll talk about that at some point because I didn't do a review point for it. I just basically said, hey, look, that's good. And, you know, uh, put it up on Letterboxd. Um, if you are interested in Mortal Kombat, like we talked about, there are some different fan tracks that we've done in the past for Mortal Kombat stuff. So check that out. Stranger Things is fucking great. And I never really do anything based off of that for fanboys because I just watch the show and enjoy it. But when it comes down to six years from now or whatever the hell they put the next season and final season out, then maybe do something based off of that. And if you're interested in Power Rangers, unfortunately, we're never going to get that Jason David Frank versus CM Punk fight. That was something that they wanted to do. Um, but if you are interested in Power Rangers, believe me, you have no idea how much stuff I have worked on for that. I added an entire separate volume the other day, which funny enough is being called Power Rangers Lost in Space. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, stretching that out to what is now, I think, 13 full length movies that I'm writing. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's taking up oh a lot of my time. God, do something with this. <laughs> and I'm, you know, uh, just treatment slash scriptment down a couple of them, and I'm right. I I wrote the scene of uh, Tommy starting to lose his power, so I'm right in the uh, the arc that I'm calling. Um, yeah, with the green candle stuff that's going on. Obviously, I don't want to spoil everything, but um, this one's called Burning Candle, and uh, you know. Green around the gills is the section I'm on. <laughs> so anyway, Power Ranger stuff and all that. If you want more, go to fanboysanonymous.com. Obviously, hit up the Patreon and everything that goes along with that, because the more that we have heading towards that direction and funding that, the more that we can sit aside and watch some old episode of Power Rangers for the fan tracks or talk more about Black Panther and so on and so forth. But we know that some people are like, oh, my God, just get into more of the wrestling stuff. So I, I, I just want to put this out there. Maybe this is one of the ones where you can put a timestamp in for when we start the Survivor Series talk or something. And I do know I'll apologize already for it being so disjointed, but it's the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> You're going to get a lot in this edition and you can, you can skip through if you really, really don't for some reason want to know the hot tags. You'll see the graphic on screen at the very least. Right now it says hot tags. Eventually it'll say Survivor Series when we talk about Survivor Series. But if I were you, just saying, if you don't want to listen to it, I'd keep it running in the background so I get the watch time because, you know, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk about a TV show thing that I've not seen and I don't think either of you have seen. Did you ever watch the show Cheer? No, but I, I know where you're going. I prefer to say cool Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody knows your name there, but I don't know the name Gabby Butler, but she's apparently supposedly signed with wwe and she is on that show she's it's a cheerleading competition thing she looks fit makes sense i don't know <laughs> that's about as far as i get with it but hey if you're a fan of it and you know her then let us know like is she does she have a lot of personality on the show is she somebody who's like the standout athletic person you know i don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for it because from everything i'm seeing for some reason i've never seen cheer but like People are like, hey, this is a major franchise signing. Like, okay, sure. Mm. Let's see it happen. I'm all for it. Yeah, looking for somebody outside like that is not a bad idea because, you know, if she's already has this cheerleading background, then she's already 
in shape. She's already athletic. She's already probably got some of the muscle memory down and all. And if you can get a little boost from that too, you never know. Maybe some people will start watching WWE because they watch that show cheer. Just like Ninja Warrior with a uh, Casey Catanzaro, Katana Chance, uh, Melina, other characters from Mortal Kombat. Send <laughs> yeah. me the other one. There's a uh, uh, Sindel. I think. I mean, there are loads of women in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like uh, it's Melina and then Sindel are like the twins or something. I think. Uh, I don't think it's that one. Not that I, I might. It might be. It might be right. I mean, I haven't played Mortal Kombat in a in a little while. Who's the one that uh, Talisa Soto plays? The one that was the Bond girl in License to Kill. Hold on, I'm lo- I'm gonna look up who's princess something or queen something. Oh, license. Yeah, I'm blanking. Totally blanking on this. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So Talisa Soto, Mortal Kombat. She was playing the part of Katana. Okay. Yeah. So there Katana. Go. There you Katana Chance. That's why I'm doing Katana. it. There you go. I like her much better as Lupe. Oh the yeah, Warrior. yeah. She is Katana. Yeah, Katana. Yeah, Katana is the. She's the mutant hybrid clone of Katana. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's serious. That's, that's the best yeah. kind of twin. <laughs> Anyway, if you want more James Bond talk, <laughs> check out a review to a kill over a Fanboys Anonymous. That's such I a good thing. James Bond. <laughs> I speak English. Cal's been re-listening back to those uh, uh, those uh, episodes. They were so much fun, weren't they? Oh yeah, that was that, that was a good time. I'm up to um, I'm listening to uh, Tomorrow Never Dies now. Just re-listening to that one. One of my favorites. Yeah. I love the Brosnaner. Uh, talk about this. Uh, oh, name now escaping me. What's her, what's her name again? Gabby Butler. Yeah, Gabby Butler. That's it. Um, <laughs> the one thing that I mean, it's good to have someone who is a uh, somewhat uh, athletic, like has a athletic background joining. The only thing that disappoints me is that she's obviously going to do the handspring back elbow into the corner. Yeah. Which uh, I yeah. just like. I wish that move would do it because <laughs> it's just it doesn't look impactful whatsoever. The only handspring back elbow that's any good is the one that you bounce off the ropes. And that was only because Tajiri did it, and Tajiri's awesome. Yeah, this uh, this idea of you do a bunch of cartwheels and flips, and then you do a move after you're stationary never makes any sense to me. Wesley did something the other day, or yesterday now, uh, Wednesday. Um, he did something against the Carmelo Hayes where he did like a flip and like a roll or whatever, and then he basically stood there and then did like a kick, and I was just like, okay, so you could just kick the guy. <laughs> realistically why are you doing this whole trapeze act and then doing like a punch because it looks cool yeah (laughs) why do you play mortal Kombat? because it looks i do it for the friendship (laughs) i was never able to do that i never know that you know you press like left f up down b a b a whatever that just can be freezing uppercut from sub-zero and i'm good so let's talk about some names here, some trademarks. Let's talk about Valhalla. If we're talking characters and you know gimmicky things like this, Valhalla is most likely going to be related to Sarah Logan. But then again, we never got any confirmation of the Valkyrie stuff. So oh, she's that's, just Sarah Logan. They did just refer to her as Sarah Logan, which kind of made Valhalla me Valhalla is going to be the new name of the group. That makes more sense as a name of the group because obviously that is the name of the actual collective like that well it's not a collective it's where you go once you die in battle 
in the Viking landscape is that you would go to Valhalla. So it's it's more of a place of a destination or of a faction name as opposed to actually calling someone Valhalla. What if they question. named her Val Halla, like Valerie Halla? <laughs> um, Why don't you have a job there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, WWE. <laughs> but it's it's it, it would seem quite odd that you got like, like that she's got two Ivar. names when you've got Eric and Ivar. Eric Ivar and Val Halla. Val Halla Halla Halla. And that's Kelly Kelly's return. And we're right back to the hamstring back up. <laughs> They just renamed the group the Kelly Kelly Experience. <laughs> or I guess it would be the Extreme Expose uh, Experience. Just E. But the uh, the Valhalla thing is one word. It's just Valhalla. It's not Val space Halla. So I am kind of assuming it's either the group or they are just naming her Valhalla because they might just have that in mind. It might be Eric, Ivar, and Valhalla. That went over very well for Michin, didn't it? Well, that's another thing for us to talk about is Meechin slash Mia Yim, because they bring her in as Mia Yim. They call her Meechin. They change the name to Meechin on the site. Rhea kicks her and calls her Mia. Hey, Mia, and decks her with a kick. And then they change the site back to Mia Yim. So she's clarified now, which I think anybody with a brain could understand. And, you know, I'm sure plenty of people don't have a brain out there. So that's why. She clarified that, yes, this is her idea of this name because there's the whole trademark thing of, you know, Mia Yim is a thing she's used elsewhere and WWE likes to use their own trademarks that they can keep. So if she's going to be going by the Meechin name, it's for that reason. But switching it back to Mia Yim seems like they're kind of having a little bit of like a either miscommunication or they're having cold feet about it. They might. Yeah. They might go with that being a nickname, and then she's still Mia Yim, but they just call her Meechin, just like, you know, the animal Batista or something along those lines. I wouldn't be opposed to having her just be Meechin. I mean, it's Korean for crazy. Sounds okay. I'd rather her just be Mia Yim and you nickname her Meechin, but more than anything, I want them to just settle on something because I'm like, you know, I'm not going to keep editing this page <laughs> over and over again. Meechin Reckoning. Meechin's a hell of a lot better than Reckoning. <laughs> um, no, it's... I didn't get all bent out of shape. I also wasn't home when it happened. So I was just sort of, like, reading the backlash of it. And it's like... It is what it is. They're clearly setting you up for it. You know, they didn't want to completely insult your intelligence. And I think Meechin's fine as a name. Especially if she's on board for it. And let's just see where it goes. I want her to do well in WWE. Um, I, I mean, Meechin, I guess it's it, it's not the worst new name they've come up with because at least it has some sort of unique connection to her. The, the fact of, like, I don't know whether she does actually refer to that as her nickname. I know that's a story they're telling. I don't know if that is just a nickname that she's, she's been given or that she a different name that she's given herself. And yeah, in, in the world where WWE does like to trademark and take ownership over uh, re- their wrestlers' names, then that would be as sensible a decision as any. But well, just in an ideal world, I just want people to just be me. Like she had to stay in me a year and other people to just keep the same characters and they just keep them regardless of what promotion they're in. It just makes things a lot easier rather than having to. Because I'm 
getting tired at this point of just constantly having to correct myself and mm-hmm. say Soraya instead of Paige. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> Brian Danielson yeah. and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, of course, if their character changes, then it's a different story. Like, if you were to take The Undertaker out of the gimmick, and then he's not going to be The Undertaker. And if you got Dustin Rhodes or you got Gold Dust, that's a big difference. But if you're Adam Cole, you could just be Adam Cole. You don't need to be a different name. You know? Yeah. I've typed out, we'll talk about Andrade in a second, but it's like, Am I going to type out Andrade Cien Almas or Andrade Almas or just Andrade or Andrade El Idolo? Andrade El Idolo Cien Almas. Yeah. (laughs) Andrade the Idol 100 Almas. But that's, uh, you know, we'll see if they settle on Mia Yim or if they settle on Michin or Mia Michin Yim or Michin Mia Yim or whatever. Michin Yim. Yim. Mia Yim. Uh, Andrade, let's talk about that. He had tweeted out what seemed like a goodbye to his AEW career after being somewhat suspended, somewhat out of the loop, all the things that go along with that. I am reading into that in a way that maybe it's not necessarily true. Maybe it is just something else. But to me, that seems like a kind of straightforward, I'm leaving AEW. Thanks for that hot minute that I was there. What about you guys? It sounded like he was talking to the mask. I don't really want to speculate too hard because I'm not going to sit here and say it was to the company when it seemed very much to be to the mask. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, it's kind of in the, I'm kind of in the boat of I'll believe it when I see it because, I mean, there's a very good possibility that he's leaving because he is suspended and it's not like he hasn't made any uh, secret about his dissatisfaction about certain aspects of being in AEW. And so I could easily see him just go back to WWE or to just work primarily as part of, um, I don't know, he, he's not he's not really comfortable in AAA, so, uh, so, so maybe CMLO instead or go to New Japan. And Wherever they treat him like primarily. a inventor. He just wants, he, for better yeah. or worse, this man wants to be at the top of the card or nothing else. He was and... going to GCW. Or impact because 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 I, I don't think wwe or aw or new japan will position him as the main event guy i mean i'm sure if he went back to wwe they'd put him in that upper mid card range but that's mm. not you know I mean, maybe maybe temporarily and then just move him back into the tag team like they did beforehand yeah true like, just, honest, yeah. nothing nothing that triple h has given me as an indication that uh that he would be treated as like a top star it's, it it'd be the indication of okay he come in you get a couple of weeks of good concentrated like storytelling efforts and then he'd just fall down the card and be just one of the people on the roster who's not Roman Reigns and so he's not getting pushed consistently. I think it's, Andrade uh, is a great he was a good NXT champion with Zelina and he'd be Rob, a great mid-card champion with yeah. Zelina. But but Rob, do you know who else was a really good NXT champion? Johnny Gargano. What's he doing right now? Losing every match he's losing every match he has on TV, pretty much. Yeah, and I think Andrade on the heel end has a little bit more to offer, but I also agree that they're not really going to use him. They're not going to position him any better or any worse, but he might be featured. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think that uh, anywhere other than Impact or, you know, like a, like a GCW type thing, I don't think anybody would just be like, here's your our top title. Well, Billy Corgan gave Paris the top title. I, <laughs> That's true. But a million Andrade matches first. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Tyrus is the, the biggest NWA champion of all time. That doesn't surprise me. What does Scott Steiner think about that? <laughs> I think he'd probably say he's fat. <laughs> what it is. Let's talk about Kyrie Sane. If we're talking outside other companies and stuff, she was crowned the inaugural IWGP women's champion. Congrats to Kyrie. Hell yeah. I didn't see the show, but I've heard nothing but good things and I love Kyrie. So thumbs up. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch the, uh, her match with uh, Mayu Iwatani. Uh, just to try and catch up on all that stuff. I've started watching it. I've only got to the point where they, you know, they're like changing the initial holds, and then I was just going to go back to it when I have the time. But yeah, that's a a perfectly great choice to be the first champion. She's a name that has a lot of uh, crossover appeal because of the, her time with WWE. So she has that uh, Western following as well as being one of the top stars in stardom. So. Yeah, I don't think there was. There's probably not a better choice they could have made to crown her as the first champion, and she's going to go to Wrestle Kingdom and defend that title for the first time. That's fucking awesome. I love that. Very cool. And since we're talking about Wrestle Kingdom, yep. Talk about <laughs> Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega versus Will Osprey. So they're I gonna they're gonna do that. Fucking okay. exciting, isn't it, Cal? Oh yeah. Well, that. That uh, trios match they had on Dynamite between United Empire and the Elite was, it's one of my AEW matches of the year. Like, so, it was so, so good. And just having them one-on-one and this being Omega's first match back in each pan since, was it Wrestle Kingdom 14? It. Or 13? I think it's 14. Well, it's 13. Because he fought God, Jericho at the club, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, his, yeah, his final match at Wrestle Kingdom was him dropping the title to Tanahashi, right? Yes. And so, so yeah, that'll be a um, that'll be a big moment. Pan, hopefully by that point, and I I I doubt this is actually going to be the case, but I hope by the time January comes around, uh, Japanese fans can actually cheer and use their voices rather than just clap constantly. Because it's it's the thing that's really driven me off New Japan more than anything else is this post-pandemic clap crowd syndrome. I love just how, how Omega used that promo to be like mm. are they clapping because of the pandemic or are they just not making any noise because it sucks now? <laughs> no and i'm here to save it yeah you basically the whole story is built around the fact that uh will osprey was the person they turned to as your new like top guy after kenny omega left and it's just he's just pushing the idea that osprey's been a disappointment in in uh in uh, comparison to what Omega was able to achieve. And realistically, actually, Osprey isn't... Well, he's one of the top Gaijin guys, but it's him and Jay White, and Jay White is going to be main eventing that show against Okada. But it will be quite interesting to see if we know of the working relationship between AEW and New Japan. So it's completely not out of the question that Kenny Omega wins that title. I think he does. Obviously. And what's the fun part about it is that we were... Because when they did that announcement of the best of seven series that they're going to be doing between uh, Death Triangle and the Elite, the one day that was missed out when they were supposed to supposedly have a match 
was January the 4th for Wrestle Kingdom. And just everyone started speculating, hmm, I wonder why that day's been left off and now we know why. And it's going to be. Uh, is it like the thing about Wrestle Kingdom is it happens right at the start of the year, so you get a load of great matches, and it kind of sets your benchmark for the rest of the year in terms of match quality. Uh, if these two work to the absolute best of their ability, this could be hard to beat for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I think Omega, knowing that he's probably winding down a little bit, I think this is the time to show show out, and I think they're going to steal it, and it's going to be a great first match of the year candidate kind of. That's, that's the vibe I'm getting. I think he definitely went the belt. I think he'll stay in New Japan. Not stay in New Japan, but like... I stay with a working relationship with Crossover. I think at some point we get a match with him and Jay White. You know, I, I'm looking forward to it. This is... This resurgence of the elite. I think... Because I wasn't on the post show. I think this is something that we're going to look back on and go... That kind of needed to happen... For everyone to go, okay, let's not take these guys for granted because they are already at a certain point in their careers. Let's enjoy them while they're here. I I do kind of feel like maybe the CM Punk stuff, the all out happened in a way that it, it sort of forced like a slash and burn and a reset that maybe they're going back to. This is what we had going into all in with like you know this group of people not that they're going to bring back like joey janela and all them but that they're going to be like let's go with mjf as our top guy and let's go with the elite as one of our major acts and then let's let's push those people that started that instead of kind of bringing in those outsiders and then you know focusing on like the punk side of things and all but it's interesting that we got wrestle kingdom is going to have that and it's two nights again right wrestle kingdom no, no, just one night this time. Oh, okay, the right move, baby. Let's go back to that. So you got that. You got Kyrie. You got most likely there's going to be something with FTR. So oh, there's yeah, a lot of a yeah, lot oh, of yeah. crossover yeah, there. The world, yeah, the World Tag League has just started in New Japan, so the winner of that will be taken on FTR. Would you like to see take on FTR? Uh, to be fair, out of the teams that have been put forward, none of them. I mean, the one that would have been most interesting is Aussie Open, but I've seen that match and I saw it live. I was lucky enough to be there in attendance to see that match live. And uh, yeah, so I don't need to see that match again. Out of the other choices, um, they're, they're all a bit like, there's a lot of samey stuff. I mean, you, I don't want to see uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi take them on or like, I know. I, I guess maybe Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer could be fun, but that seems like again that'd be quite weird having three AEW guys in one hit for fighting for the uh, New Japan Tag Team Championships. But uh, that's yeah. that can happen on AEW. It, it's it's just it's always the thing with the New Japan Tag Team Championships. It's always it's always a little bit you know. They don't really care about tag team wrestling that much. So, out of the ones to get out of the ones that they've been put together here, I guess. Damn the the one time yeah. that it would uh, suffice to see God win, mm. you know. But they're already they're too busy doing other stuff. I guess the two choices I'd go with are either Naito and Sonata, 
just because that's a big name. Or um, why not the Mighty Don't Kneel? I was going to ask, the did Nick. they fight TM61 in NXT? They're I mean, in New Japan? Japan? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. They're, in, they're in the tournament. I think they should win. If they invite them in NXT, then I'd like to see them fight them here. I don't know whether they... Uh, they, they must have crossed paths because AOP beat them in the finals of the uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic. They were definitely they were there in the same time frame. Mm-hmm. So there's a good chance it did happen. But if not them, I'd probably say Naito and Sonata as well because, you know, it's a, it's a match for Sonata. It's a good time for FTR to wrestle Naito. Seems like but, TM61 beat the revival in January 2017. That seems wow. wrong, but okay. And uh, <laughs> like, Samoa Joe teamed with the revival against Nakamura and TM61 September like 2016. Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. Being Nakamura, he's going to wrestle Buddha in January. And Darby, he's going to team with Muda in his last match. It's Darby, Muda, and Sting against three people, three names. Lots of crossovers. And then you factor in Carl Anderson, too. That's right. Carl Anderson's defending the uh, Never Open Weight Championship in December. <laughs> oh, just too much of this shit to keep track of. <laughs> you know what I'll say? This is, this, is, this is what wrestling should be. Yeah, it's cool, though. It's not a... People that's not a criticism, like, in a bad thing. It's too much for me to keep track of, but I think that it's neat that they're playing nice with each other. They should. Yeah. yeah. He's getting in the sandbox, you know? That's the way it should be. And that's, like, you know, it's just really scratch your back, you scratch yours kind of thing. Like, um, WWE sending Nakamura over for that. You could get somebody from that to pop up in the Royal Rumble, maybe. And that could be fun, you know? Like, Muda. when's Muda's last match? What day? I believe it's the 22nd. Ah, is the final yeah. Muta match. I was going to say, Muta in the Rumble would be so much fun. And you know that Triple H has got to be looking yeah. at opportunities like that and just being like, you know, oh. hey, if we can, because he might have been instrumental in the Mickey James thing for all we know. Well, um, I mean, you know that they're, obviously it's not a case of just putting giving Nak- Nakamura over to um, for that show. He, there must be something, obviously, I'm assuming Muda's going in the Hall of Fame. He gets to have this cool match. Yeah, Muda's going in the Hall of Fame. So. Do the Rumble. Fuck. I know it's after your last match. Do the Rumble. (laughs) Yeah. One off thing. I mean, he could go in as Keiji Muto because as Keiji Muto, he still has more matches left. The match between uh, him, uh, Darby, and Sting against whoever they end up facing is just his final match as the Great Muta. So have him go. go into the match as technically build Keiji Muda, and then you know he puts the mask on or something, and then they just go, "Oh, it's the Great right. Muda," you know, like, like like let him just be the Great Muda. He can wrestle, you know, do a thing with Nakamura, do something with Rollins. I'm sure he'd be very appreciative of it. It seems like something that would be very cool. Also, if we're talking about final matches and all, Jamie Noble going to be wrestling on the 11th of december for a live event against tba uh having his final match who would you guys like to see noble retire against Seth freaking rollins. Seth rollins that's exactly yeah. what i was thinking about <laughs> <laughs> that's a three for then 
Yeah, I wouldn't have been like a US title match. Yeah, Yeah, and it'll be a fucking banger because like Noble will want to pull it out, and Noble had a great run in Ring of Honor, and they have history as J and J Security. You know, like let it be against Seth Rollins, and then tape it and release it later because you have a whole network for this reason. And the the idea of all the material that they have that they aren't releasing on Peacock and the network and all is baffling. Still want to watch that fucking documentary about Vladimir. (laughs) I have loved the fact that uh, they were very cool about getting the Shield together. I don't know if they all, they probably weren't all interviewed in the same room, but a lot of people got pieces on the Shield featuring all three guys for this month. And I think that that's very cool. You know, if it's Noble, if it's not Rollins, then Gunter. <laughs> God, don't you don't want to kill him on the way out? Like, well, yeah, do you really? Well, listen, I'll, I'll throw out another one though. If it's not Rollins or Gunter, why not Ray? Like, turn back the clock twenty That'd years. Well, Ray's injured, unfortunately, isn't it? Yeah. Oh fuck! Dominic. Damn. No. <laughs> he gets a title uh, shot against Roman Reigns and beats him. <laughs> you know what would be really cool? And I know they probably won't do this because, again, I don't know how close they are, but like, if you got Nidia to manage him for the match as well. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. I know Nidia's out, out of the wrestling business because like, he's been out for a long, long time. So I don't think that's unlikely. But that that would be just a nice little final send-off. Kidman doing his business. Looking out of shape and out of the business. He's a producer, isn't he? Well, Kevin was producer for WWE. I think he's been a producer for as long as I can remember. If he can go, you know, the fun one. Granted, we're at a point now where some of the kids in the crowd won't know what the hell is going on, but like, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Kidman might have been one of the people that had been released. Potentially. For sure. But I mean, we'll talk about that down the line uh, when we know more information about Jamie I Noble's hope it's retirement. a good match, whoever it is. You know? Hopefully so. Let's talk about NXT and then we'll round back out with the Monday Night Raw stuff and they'll let that kind of transition into the Survivor Series talk. But let's talk about the NXT stuff because it's completely unrelated. I want to talk about NXT real quick. Yo, this show is exhausting to watch. <laughs> Three-hour Raw goes by quicker than this thing. Sometimes it can be really tough for any of these shows. The acting on these things, of course, is terrible. Um, and the over-dramatized uh, stuff with Apollo Crews and Braun Breaker made me laugh because they have, like, Apollo Crews slowly walking into a diner, diner to talk about his vision of becoming champion. And then Braun Breaker's, like, going fishing to relax. and all. Yeah, Why is the build-up for this match? Braun Breaker loves to fish. <laughs> yeah, it's really stupid. And I know what they're getting at. Because the whole point is they're saying there's so much pressure of being champion that I need to take a break every once in a while because, man, it's so tough, but I'm ready to take on the next challenge. But it does kind of come off a little bit more like you should use that for somebody who's been retired and returning. Like, you know, I I, I used to be a, a big thing and then I decided to take a break and just relax and go fishing. But now I got the itch to come back or something. Instead, it ends with uh, him being like, after I beat Apollo Crews, you know where I'm going to go? Back to fishing. <laughs> you know, and it's, look, all, in all seriousness, it's very world class. It's very like, we're going to show features on the wrestlers. and I, I get where we're going. It just, it 
feels so bizarre in the modern wrestling landscape. Some of that stuff can work. Some of it doesn't. Um, yeah, they had a thing with Charlie Dempsey where he's like, yeah, I hate how like people in the Instagram generation have beach muscles and they're all pretend tough guys and whatnot. You know, a little vignette once in a while to give some character is good, but then they have other things like the uh, Chase University that I end up really liking where like Grayson Waller is like, Hey, Duke Hudson, when are you going to drop the act? Like, I know you, you're faking it. And Hudson, Hey, I'm not faking it. And later on, they end up having a match with uh, pretty deadly and trade. Andre chase loses that because of like some miscommunication and all, but it's so fun to watch the hill be 110% in on this. I tweeted this last night. She is the unsung hero of this show. She is a kid who legit just got out of high school, right? And she's got nothing to lose, and she's going all in on this stupid thing, and it pops me so hard to watch her just like, yeah, good, Mr. Chase. You go, Mr. Chase. I love you. Like, fantastic. Can you be my dad, Mr. Chase? Kind of thing. And I mean, Duke Hudson's playing his part well too. He's doing the like, yeah, I'm I'm fully into this. Let's go chase you, and then something will happen that'll fuck him over. Then it's like you know within the benefit of the doubt, kind of like, you know, maybe he didn't plan on kicking them and whatever. Like there, that is the chase. You stuff is some of the best stuff that they got going on. Organic stuff they have right now. It's really weird. And then, uh, you got things like the toxic attraction stuff. And that's just kind of awful. Cause she cuts the promo, Mandy Rose at the start of it, talking about how she won the last woman standing match. And then Katana chance and Melina and Sindel and uh, everybody else from mortal Kombat comes out and Kaden Carter. And they, they basically are like, hey, fuck you. And then they get their asses kicked. <laughs> so it's like, fine. Yep. Later on, Zoe Stark beats Saul Roca. And then Nikita Lyons talks to Chance and Carter. And she's like, you know, basically did when the, can I complain about my problems? You can complain about your problems. And then we're, we're friends. Hey, thing. we're girls that like to shake our ass. Yeah. I mean, I'll be uh, your third person against the toxic attraction next week. And that's the thing whatever you know but it's, it's not great <laughs> go ahead Cal. that in terms of the ordering in which those were filmed because like she came out to attack again maybe maybe the version that i was watching oh yeah yeah, yeah. no no you're right you're right things. You're but but like she came out like in wrestling attire to take out walk well, to attack zoe stark and then she's backstage in out, out like just normal clothes yep it's like surely this is like completely out of sequence right Yep, and then she did another backstage where she was back in the wrestling gear that she tried to hit the ring with. It's very, very weird. Yeah, weirder thing was that Indy Hartwell Roxanne thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what they were I, going with for that? Because I don't use TikTok, I didn't know this was the thing they were doing on TikTok. Mm. This is what all the kids are into. Yeah, it's just you know really badly shot f- f- videos of people arguing. That's what oh, no. TikTok is. I was going to say, yeah, I'm actually going to su- suggest that, yes, this is something that would connect with a different generation because people do just, oh, a confrontation is happening? Let me pull out my phone. <laughs> you know, somebody like Road Dogg is in there going, why don't we do something about the tweetstagrams or something? <laughs> like, Get the no, kids on there. No, I, I didn't hate the toxic attraction promo because it's the right promo because Mandy won. 
I don't like the toxic attraction is getting another tag title shot. It's kind of annoying, but big fan of them. I'm. Uh, I thought for a minute there, Katana Chance was gonna go. The problem is toxic attraction is toxic, and she didn't. She said something like toxic attraction is the implosion waiting to happen or something. But their acting is wooden. Uh, Nikita's fine. I think the pairing of her and those two makes sense. I actually really want to spotlight Zoe Stark as a great wrestler. We should probably just go to the main roster and have matches with Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch and girls that can work. But so Rucka. <laughs> I watched her last night and I'm thinking, she's someone who I can see what they see. She got on this super colorful gear and I was like, if this was 1985, you would still be like, yeah, that's our champion women's wrestler, this super colorful, super jacked blonde chick. And I think she's got a future. I actually like what I saw from Solrucka and Zoe Stark. I'll tell you one thing I didn't like. Scripts. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I told you. Yeah, it you got good. it. It's Reggie. I told you it was Reggie when I heard the promo a couple weeks ago. I just, it, it, it didn't make any sense to me. And then well, it, it makes still makes no sense. <laughs> well, I, I picked, I picked up on it. Well, obviously Robert already said it, so I'm not like taking any credit, but I picked it on a couple of weeks ago where he was talking in the promo and you could clearly hear a, you could clearly hear his accent. Yeah. It was clearly his accent. And so, Andrew. yeah. And like, this is, this is, this is awful. awful. Just <laughs> absolutely like bottom of the barrel like that that attire is terrible <laughs> it's just it, awful it's like they said oh shit your gear's not ready we made you this mask and this gear in two seconds go yeah with like the leftovers from other people that we just kind of stitched together and stapled them and whatever everyone knew who it was yeah yeah they and started they chanting no reggie to hide it. They made no attempt to hide it at least the axiom First yeah, nobody watches NXT UK. Second of all, if you don't know, you don't know. Because Axiom's face is completely covered, right? And Reggie was like, "It's clearly fucking Reggie." <laughs> he does exact flips to get away from the twenty-four-seven guys. And he's, he's like, doing? his mask doesn't cover too much of his face. He's the like second shortest person on the roster, I think. And why is he scripts? And the name what? Scripps is terrible. And they made no attempt to explain any of it. The gimmick of Scripps doing this whole, like, I'm going to do, I'm going to, like, you know, beat the shit out of everybody, and I'm going to make my mark in NXT, and I'm going to put my name in graffiti on the side of the building and all. And none of that. Baby face. None of that makes any sense at all to just being this luchador that comes in and beats Guru Raj and could be a baby face, might be a heel. This seems like a complete jumbled up mess of, of a all, bunch of ideas that all sucked. <laughs> I want to say I'm glad he's not cut. That's first. Because when 24-7 title went away, Reggie was one of those guys where you go, oh, fuck, what do you do with Reggie? So I'm glad that they did find something for him to do. It's just like, get, use one of the stupid vignettes for this. Where did he get the mask? Is he the kid from the, the Netflix movie? They the, <laughs> the mask and now he's got superpowers? Like, and it was so clearly Reggie. It's 
why why wouldn't you just explain that? Why does everything look so bargain basement fucking gear that doesn't do anything to hide who he is or elevate who he is? And what is this character? Why do we have Axiom comes in and he is He's a mathematician. Basically a superhero that likes math, which is dumb. But hey, look, if you want to do the superhero gimmick thing, you can maybe sell some masks and stuff if he actually pushed them instead of having him just basically lose a bunch of things. But having Duke Hudson go up to him. <laughs> just call him a nerd and slap him down to the end of the earth. I still love that, though. It's still one of my favorite things that's happened in a few weeks. But, like, you can have, if you want to have, go into the superhero thing. Like we were talking about, like, you know, why don't they do more, like, Mortal Kombat type stuff? You could put a mask on Nathan Fraser and give him a name and he could be something. Guy, you don't put a mask on him. I mean, you could even give him one of those masks that doesn't cover his face and just have him be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to be your tag team partner. And we know that I'm, I'm Nathan Fraser, but I'm going to be kind of like they did with like Rosie and, you know, uh, Mighty Molly and the hurricane. You can do that. So you could call that guy scripts or whatever, but scripts is a dumb name. So is Axiom, okay, but you know, he likes writing. Axiom likes math. Babyface heel, huh? Uh, look, I'm not against the idea. It's just make it make sense. And from what I saw last night, it did not. <laughs> and you can have. I mean, everybody's chanting Reggie. They all know it was him. You could do something where it's like Reggie's like, I'm going to take on this new name or whatever. Then everybody will just move on the way that they did with Bray Wyatt. The way that they've done with Papa Shango. They've, they've done, done with, with plenty of uh, other people in the past. Kind of chance who just like shooting back straight whiskey. Yeah. The kind of chance name was that, you know, I'm going to call myself this. This is a different personality, maybe whatever. But I'm like, you know, this kind of, this is a, an amalgamation of a bunch of ideas and none of them are fully realized. Because, look, that awful ring gear would look awful on almost everybody. So that's already bad. The name is stupid, but maybe the name could work if you gave him a character that would work. But this isn't a character. This is a couple vignettes completely unrelated, almost in a way, because this is not what I was anticipating was scripts was going to come out. It was going to be Reggie in a luchador mask, maybe as a baby face, maybe not. And with zero purpose other than I just came out and wrestled. This gives me that Funkasaurus type thing. Where it's like, let's set up something and then just go in a different direction. I think it can still work. I'm down. Put this out there now. Better gear. Give him Axiom as a pure baby face to be a heel against. So people are enchanting for you because you do cool flippy dippy moves. Or put him in a against, team. Against Guru Raj. But, but he only does flippy dippy moves. He's not a wrestler. Maybe he's been training for a while, but like he can't be a heel because he's too small and he only does flips. It's like so, you can't make him. that guy a heel. What he's going to be taking on Odyssey Jones as a baby face? Like that's not going to happen, is it? Well, like, uh, then you pair him with Axiom and you call them the Just Us League. We've, you know, <laughs> you know what somebody should just do if they're tossing him around, they should say that they flipped the scripts. <laughs> there you go. I see <laughs> these are the reasons. <laughs> The whole character built around that one line that will be yep. said at one point. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, like I'm pretty sure not everyone in that audience knew who uh, Scripps was. I'm pretty sure Booker T didn't. <laughs> you mean you didn't that, see that there's a little black mark under his boot? Left... <laughs> that that's that that clip that's going around about. Well, we might as well move on to it because I think we we uh, tore down Scripps. Script. 
We wrote the script apart. But the main event, which was uh, Wesley defending, sex, successfully defended the uh, North American Championship against Carmelo Hayes. And then they did this whole like uh, thing on the Titan Tron. And then it turns out that Dijak is there in NXT and he's wearing a leather jacket and he's got sunglasses on. And it's like, like that's and but it's like uh Nick Joseph screaming down the mic says, It's Dijak and then Booker T says, Who? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dijak, is, man. Like it's fucking oh, Booker T guy that's never watched the product. He doesn't he doesn't know who he's watching, he just reads a card and it just says his name insert man. name here. I feel bad for Dijak too because he goes to hit his move and, and he doesn't and Wesley, land it. Like literally Wesley fucked that up. First of all, he like you like Shawn Michaels Hulk Hogan there where the way he flipped into his arms and then he flips way back before Dijak even lifts his knee. Yeah, it's, that it came out bad. It feels like Wesley could have been trying to be like, you're not stealing my spotlight, but you know, like mm. it, it feels that way. It was bad because again, I, I don't know how, why they decided to structure it this way, but you need to like, if, for the move that Dijak has, he needs to either lift him up immediately from behind unawares, or he needs to hit him and then he needs to like punch him or kick him or something. Because it looked like he was essentially just performing a dance move, like just like grabbed yeah. his arm and just like spun him into the position and just like it was so like you can't do a move that Dijak does. Dijak's move as his finisher is totally fine, but he can't do that move unawares really mm. you can't do, that's not a move out of nowhere that like a guy can't see coming or defend against if they're like if if there's no, no issue involved in it like yeah boot him in the face and then do it and then do the move and it's all good but yeah that was uh it's a i would say it's a lame introduction like i'm sure dijak's gonna win the north american championship it's a much better look because they're not keeping on wesley for long he looks yeah. like a fucking yeah oh it's, it's, it's better than t-bar yeah like anything's better yeah. than t-bar but it's still like it's something that could have been done better again mm. it's a lot of things a lot of things about nxt is that it's stuff that you can kind of see the idea but in most in more cases than not it's just poorly executed i do, I do want to go back a little bit because you mentioned poorly executed dance moves and there was a match between tiana james and ivy nile ivy nile ivy does a Hurricane Rana, standing Hurricane Rana, and the delay on this woman's flip from the Hurricane Rana was so bad that it seemed like they were in two separate game lobbies and the lag was so bad that long after Ivy's on to the next spot, then Kiana flips. It looked so weird and it reminds you, it takes you out of the illusion and reminds you, oh boy, wrestling gun bad looks Awful. I missed that hurricane. I'm gonna have to try to find. You're gonna need to clip of that. Go back and see it. It did not look good, and there was that. And on AEW Dark, there was a match between Sky Blue and I believe it was Tay Mello. And same, same deal. When wrestling is done in slow motion, because we're just going through the dance sequence, basically, it looks so weird, and it can really really screw up the show. Also, Von Wagner was like, hey, fuck your, uh, your sweater to Molly play. Von <laughs> Wagner is an interesting guy to me. He looks like Kali and Edge merged. 
And he sounds like Rob Van Dam. <laughs> and they're trying to present him like Kevin Nash. And it's like, I, I, there's something off with Von Wagner to me. Oh, come Tuesday, we'll see. <laughs> I, I just watched the Hurricane Rana. It's hilarious. It's, Callum, right? Is it clip on uh, YouTube? Rana and then Keon, yeah, yeah. I just like search Keanu James versus Ivy Nile, and it's just like you go on. You can't. It, I don't. I don't know if it's on like the highlight package, but it's on the uh, just someone's just uploaded the full match onto YouTube, and it's it's one of those spots where it's she does the hurricane rana and kiana clearly hasn't gone straight away so she realizes she has to do the flip bump so she's pretty much like standing up while Kiana, uh while ivy and i was getting like finishing off her move so she's still like fully standing ivy and i was like now about a foot or two away from her and she figures out that she needs to be she needs to flip bump now it was so... it's like yeah it's, like... it's 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 a it's it's funny how bad she is so towards the Kiana beginning or the way. end i'm trying to find uh, it it's like uh, if you if you go the full, if you're looking at the full match, it's about four minutes thirty two in. Is this a WWE Women Wrestlers account? Yeah, yeah, I'm watching that one. Yeah, yeah. So four minutes and how long? Thirty two. Go four minutes. Go four minutes thirty. All right, let's see four thirty. All right, here's the whoa. That's damn. It's <laughs> really bad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Kiana forgot to jump, and then she forgot to do the the bump, and it's like. Look, there's a lot about Kiana I like. We're having fun busting her balls. But, you know, what the fuck? Like, yeah. come on. Don't do the hurricane if you don't know how to do it. Just don't do it. You know, that place where you could do a performance center. What was that? <laughs> uh, you kind of glitched out a little bit there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that, place can really do say that, pla- that place could really do a performance center. Okay. <laughs> Maybe a show like Level Up where you learn how to Yeah. <laughs> Think about Kiana. I like the character. the The stupid uh, business lady thing is growing on me because it's a fun way to do rivalries. But this was so bad, and I just couldn't take my mind out of it. What's that happened? So silly. Oh, and can I bitch about another thing in, in a women's match? Go for it. These referees across AEW and WWE they fucking suck. And look, I get it. I know. That referees are, are just, you know, part of the show and they count the fall and whatever. But they have to look stupid. They have to look stupid. But first of all, Rick Knox was looking right at Phoenix when he clocked Omega with the hammer. And second of all, on NXT, Corey Jade throws the coffee on Wendy Chu. Yeah. The referee sees the fucking puddle. Mm-hmm. He sees the puddle. But, oh, well, I guess I got to count it. He mu- they, she must have hit her with the uh slashing her with the fucking coffee. Yeah. Disqualify her, show some initiative, show that you're cognitive of what's going on. And then the, the only reason that gets me so hot, Callum, I'm sure you're like, why, why are you so bothered by this? It's because then when Kofi Kingston is an inch off the ground at the Royal Rumble, they go, Nope, we gotta call it straight, call it like we see it, because we're referees and you gotta take us seriously. But Show some consistency with that shit. It, it, it makes them look stupid, and then it mm-hmm. makes us all look like we're watching a phony program that's bad. Yeah, not good. That's because we are. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's kind of what NXT is at this point. <laughs> like, come on. NXT is uh, 
like about 50% just trying to do shit and it's, you know, hit or miss. About 25%, that was pretty damn good. And 25%, oh, God damn it, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, fucking, it's fucking annoying. Like, it, the thing with the referees lately has really been getting me because they're making them look too stupid. You've got to get some control where it seems like, oh, man, any honest person could have missed that. Not, oh, let me count in this puddle of coffee that I'm sure isn't supposed to be here. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, maybe the referee was just sort of like, oh, she had a new finisher. This is the one where once she punches her, she spits up coffee. Or something. Anyway, uh, that's NXT. Uh, next week, Shawn Michaels announces the Iron Survivor Challenge, people. Which, I'm, you know, Indy Hartwell, Roxanne Perez, you know, a few Jane, names. That- Wendy Chu, and uh, Lash Legend, just for count. <laughs> Obviously, Apollo Crews has his title shot, so that takes him out, but it's Von Wagner and a couple other people along those Wagner, lines. Wagner, Waller, right? A couple other Wah names. Wasley. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that would be good. Maybe they'll actually put Carmelo in because Carmelo should be NXT champion, if not on the main roster. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe Jack versus Wesley gets confirmed for Deadline, like Induce Share and the Creed yeah, Brothers. Yeah, and the Creed Brothers will get confirmed as well. It'll be a good show on a on a Sunday full of good wrestling to round out the year with final battle and deadline. So, you know, it'll be a fun show. It'll be stressful as all hell. Hopefully the one ends before the other one starts and all. But um I doubt it. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna do that, but we got a little bit of time to figure that out. And let's talk about the stuff that goes with the other pay-per-view here. So let's talk Survivor Series War Games and let's talk raw and kind of merge them together a little bit because some of them lead into that discussion the stuff that doesn't i guess we could just talk about that right now while we're at it um and we had some developments and some of this type of stuff like matt riddle and elias beating alpha academy and drew mcintyre having a thing with baron corbin and then they hold the whole um thing with akira tozawa who doesn't seem to be doing the ninja gimmick anymore fantastic it's almost like Triple H yeah, wanted him to be the way that he was when he brought him in, you know, because, <laughs> you know, Kiritazawa in the Cruiserweight Classic was not the ninja Kiritazawa that everybody probably is more familiar with at this point. You go back to that. He was actually a serious competitor and um, yeah, he's getting back to that a little bit. I think he had beaten Grayson Waller on uh main event. I don't know for sure because, you know, I don't remember. Nobody watches that show anyway, but that's something. And uh, we got a lot of stuff that did lead into the war games things. So let's start talking about some of those and let's get into the the pay-per-view discussion here. One of them being that they confirmed a triple threat match for the United States championship. Seth Rollins is going to defend against Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley. And if you're wondering why is Mustafa Ali not in that match? They like beating him up. <laughs> he has been really getting kind of the shit end of the stick when it comes to this. Like they toss him around like a rag doll a couple times. They have the whole thing with him and Ricochet where it's like, yeah, I'm beaten up, but I'm still going to fight and whatever. And realistically speaking, this should have been a fatal four way. He should have yeah. been involved. He should have gotten into the mix and said like, no, fuck you. I want to fight here. 
and you just keep pushing me off me aside you know it's one thing if you attack me backstage what are you going to do when i'm actually in the ring and then he could have been the one that takes the pinfall for whoever ends up winning i'm not sold on it being seth rollins retaining here or that it's on theory winning the title it's definitely not lashley i'm thinking i think it could be lashley lashley's a great champion but i think the money is on keeping it on rollins if you don't have a plan to split those titles from Roman, the money's on Rollins. It, it's hard to know what the... I think Rollins will probably retain, but it's it's kind of now wondering what who's more damaging for him to pin. Because you don't want him to pin Lashley if Lashley's going to fight Lesnar again. Whether that's at the Rumble, whether that's at WrestleMania or whenever. That's but Lashley that's is someone... Needs to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lashley is someone you want to keep strong. Uh, but then theory, like the whole point of this is now like the whole story they're supposedly now trying to do to recover from the absolute shit show of the money bank cash in is that theory is now more aggressive and more focused and intense than ever. And if he takes the pin, then you've just basically said, well, that was fun for two weeks. And now he's just back to being a loser again. Um, so I don't know, M- maybe, maybe the only sensible thing you can do is either give one of those two the title because Rollins can take the loss. The loss. I don't think though. he should. I don't, I don't think he should either. But then I don't think either the other two should lose either. So they really mm-hmm. put them back themselves into a corner where whoever they have losing the title is probably a bad decision for them to lose right now. The thing is, so yeah, they probably should have put Ollie, right. and even if it makes no sense that the fact that he, you you shouldn't really be getting title shots just getting beaten up every single week. Yeah, but at least you'd have a really solid out for if Rollins pins mm. him, then Theory doesn't lose and Lashley doesn't lose. They could be fighting on the outside. If Theory wins the title, he could pin Ollie, and Rollins is just like a non factor and everything, too. Bitch. Yeah, you know. You know? Because but. my argument for not pinning Rollins is that if The Rock declined to work WrestleMania and Cody wasn't ready and everything went down. In the worst case scenario, Seth Rollins is one of the only people you could put against Roman Reigns right now, and it'd be believable if you won. You know, like you don't have too many of them. Rollins is one of them, and I think that's a good reason to keep him strong. I think if you didn't do the thing last week, I didn't see Raw, so I don't know if they continued the great build of Austin Theory, but like I saw last week, and I don't think Austin Theory should be losing anything. So then, my what I would do would be Brock Lesnar shows up, beats up Bobby Lashley, Rollins crawls over Lashley, pins him, one, two, three, and everybody is good because Austin Theory doesn't take the fall, Lashley is still pissed at Lesnar, and Rollins wins. But I don't think they have Lesnar for Star Series, so I'm just going to say Rollins pins Theory because he can take it. I'm going to go theory wins and that he does something not like he doesn't cheat to win because it's a triple threat. So it's like no DQ. You could be fine with that, but that maybe he hits Seth Rollins with something that ends up being like, you know, kind of um, more on that heel side. But then again, it's, it's weird because Bobby Lashley Full-on babyface gets attacked by Brock Lesnar, who was a full-on babyface. And then they kind of treat it like it's almost Bobby Lashley's the heel. 
And he starts acting like a heel to everybody else. But he's feuding with Seth Rollins and Austin Theory, who are heels. So Seth Rollins starts acting like a babyface. And then on this episode, he's like, hey, fuck Cody Rhodes, right, guys? And it's like... Did he? Yeah. He, nah, he had nah. said uh, something about, you know, with injuries or whatever, like, ask Cody Rhodes how that feels. Ha, ha, ha. Like, whatever. So it's like, all right, you got three heels that are people that need to win the match and can't pin each other and can't lose <laughs> and are all somewhat in the babyface camp in some ways and stuff too. So I don't understand My where they're going here. I want, I want to support this show answer is I am glad they all made the card because there <laughs> are all three guys who should be on the card. Yeah, this is kind of a mess. So I am assuming it's either going to be Rollins or theory. I don't think it's going to be Lashley because why take the belt off of him? And then he's probably still going to have that match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Then you'd have to take it off of him again. And you know, it's just, it's easier if Rollins or theory is champion. So it all depends on, did you set up the theory thing thinking you're going to have him win the United States title? And this is going to be compensation for money in the bank. Or was that just, you know, fuck you. We're going to have theory lose anyway. I'm going to say theory. Rob, you say Rollins. Callum, you said Rollins too, I think, right? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with Rollins just because I did, none of it makes sense to me to lose, so I'll just stick with the current. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll say this: I would not like the idea of handing through Money in the Bank as compensation for losing the United States title and then doing the reverse months later. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. Um, we got AJ Styles and Finn Balor going on for yeah. War Games. Hell yeah! Am I right? Like. Uh. <laughs> I don't care about the story. You can't fucking miss AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Uh. <laughs> It'll be a good match. Yeah, they're just going to try and recapture the same thing they had from like was it, TLC, TLC 2017, right? And it's just uh, yeah, they'll just they'll have a good match. This should be this should be four on four, but they've decided to go <laughs> a completely different route with it, which Absolutely. is the route that I expected. But yeah, I, I just don't think that they can. You can't realistically end this feud on a one-on-one match between the two quote-unquote leaders. So realistically, they're going to have this match, and then the feud's going to continue because they are going to have to do the four-on-four at some point. What they need to do just is, is they need to brawl, just like double DQ it, and then they somehow force their way into war games. Just like, oh shit, there's a cage out there, and oh my god, everybody's fighting. Yeah, like this would have made sense for a War Games type thing or an elimination match type thing if it wasn't like the mixed tag thing because then that gets a little bit too, okay, you do a mixed tag when you tag in somebody and then Rhea Ripley needs to come in because Mia Yim was tagged in or, you know, that's complicated. But it could have just been, if this wasn't War Games with a cage, this could have been a cage match (laughs) to settle it. Like we're going to have the two leaders in there and everybody else can't get involved because there's a cage. Or the four on four because they, they should have just done a regular elimination match. You could have said, Hey, look, Survivor Series is what you're getting. This is the backbone of the tradition, blah, blah, blah. And who cares about it being a mixed tag? Yeah, the girls can eliminate themselves. At least you got it done. This way, it just prolongs it, but I'm not going to get too mad at it because it's still AJ Styles and Finn Miller. I'm going to go Styles wins. I'm going to go Balor. He's on a roll. 
I'll say Styles because I think they'll try and even it up a little bit. What do we think? Um, Dom and Rhea against... Because it has to lead to Dom and Rhea, Edge and Beth. Can't end all of this without letting the man who started all of it finish it. So I think they're think, just going to move on. Yeah. Do we think that happens at Mania or do we think that happens at Rumble? I don't uh, think it happens. It, it will happen. I think I don't think they can. Well, they can. But they can, but this they regime should try and prove they're better than try and actually remember this stuff. So I, I'd say it's likely to happen. At, I'd, I'd do it at Rumble just because you can give Edge someone else at Mania and start a, a different program as well. You need to try and get this, like, you need to draw a line under it pretty soon. But that's the, I guess that's the advantage of the fact that you've got pretty much all of December and most of January to just close this one off and then start up the... Because it has to be Dom, feud. Ray, and Mania, and it has to be Edge and someone else. Yeah, I really don't want to see Edge teaming with AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio against Finn Balor teaming Priest and Dominic Mysterio. I don't want to see this feud last over a year and a half it's not good um ronda rousey is easily going to retain the smackdown women's championship over shotzi <laughs> blackheart there is no fucking way shotzi wins that whatsoever i like that when they did the number of contenders match we were all like so shotzi right and yeah that's what they went with and uh ronda rousey's gonna stomp all over shotzi blackheart mm-hmm. over to death she'll stomp all over her and we'll move on yeah, don't add any more. Yeah, no need. It's gonna be quick and painless. Well, not painless for Shotzi, but yeah, this is no, they're, not. They're gonna try and make they're gonna try and make Shotzi look good. Yeah, but it's it hard still be quick. She just isn't at the moment. <laughs> like she really isn't at the moment. She. You guys have been uh, all I, on I, that train. I, I feel I feel bad for her because like she's uh, again I don't know how highly she's publicized it, but like as far as I'm aware, she's had a rough going for the past year and a half or mm-hmm. so. Like the loss of her uh, stepfather and all that stuff that was going on. Yeah, being injured um, and everything too. Yeah, yeah, going for the yeah, going for the injury and just being inconsistently booked prior to Triple H coming in. She's had an uh, awful fucking run on the main roster. Yeah, but she, I mean, she's coming back into some sort of consistency on TV at the very least. But that match that she had with Shayna on SmackDown was just just not it. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, and I don't think. And I, I think Shayna's a better wrestler than Ronda Rousey, so putting these two against each other is probably not going to make it much better. So, yeah, I mean, we'll uh, the criticism for Shotzi isn't a matter of like not liking her, because I remember when they did the Evolve show, I was like, oh my god, sign her immediately. This woman should be like champion, you know. And then they kind of fucked up her all her booking and everything and all, but. She's in a bad position right now. The bad match with Shayna Baszler makes it seem like she doesn't have the talent to be in that higher spot and that that's reason why she has been booked so poorly, but I'm rooting for her. I just think that there's literally zero chance that she can even put up enough of a fight to Ronda Rousey where there's one near fall that makes it seem like she's going to win. Let's say do some kind of a weird pin and it's like, you know, oh my God, they almost got her because like Ronda forgot to kick out the last second. This is just going to be Ronda squashing her and that sucks for Shotzi, but you know, it's what it is. It's Ronda. They're going to keep the belt on her until at least WrestleMania. So you just got to feed her people in the meantime. 
if we're talking about another women's match, the women's war games match still has a TBA. Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Michin slash Mia Yim, <laughs> and question mark, question mark, question mark against damage controls, Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, and then you got Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley. I hate this whole thing that they do where it's just like, you know what? We're going to cut a promo about how we've got a team member and you're going to find out about it on SmackDown. And I get it. They're trying to stretch everything out. They're trying to double dip and, you know, in some cases, quadruple dip and everything. Cause this is just dragging this shit out for months and months and months on end. But that stuff that, you know, split between the brand split that doesn't work anymore. So you got to try to, have some like Roman Reigns will cut a promo on SmackDown and then his opponent will respond on raw and all drives me crazy. Cause I'm just like, you know what? I hate that. There's only a few names that this is going to be. It's probably going to be Becky Lynch and you can just announce it as Becky Lynch and not have to worry about it. But they probably feel like if they announced Becky on raw, that they would need to book her in some kind of a match on SmackDown. But at least if they just announce her on SmackDown, you can be like, tomorrow becky lynch is coming back and that's all we need to do is take care of the announcement but yeah there's part of me that you know job wise at the very least i'm like you know this is annoying that i can't fully have all of my prediction stuff set up until 10 o'clock on friday night when the pay-per-view is happening saturday and i've got you know it's a holiday weekend and i'm gonna be traveling and everything so i'm like yeah great i'm gonna have to set aside time at the hotel to type out the name Becky Lynch on nine documents and then change the graphic on whatever, just to be able to go. It's going to be team damage control. It wins anyway. Fuckers. You know? Rhea Ripley needs to get the win here. She needs to be the next person that challenges Bianca Belair. I'm thinking it's going to be Becky Lynch as that extra member and the match will be good, but not going to be as good as the men's match. I kind of hate this. <laughs> I, I do No, Like Fair is fair, and they, I was super stoked about Triple H saying, we're not going to do Raw versus SmackDown, we're going to do storyline build. Yeah, but you still waited to the last fucking second, didn't you? You know? What the fuck? Like, you couldn't just have this thing set up? I hate that. Just as a wrestling fan, I hate it. That being said, it'll be a great match. Should be Becky and... If she's coming back on SmackDown, then I think you're setting up some Ronda shit. But they should, realistically, the baby faces should win. If it's Becky, even if Rhea Ripley needs to win Bianca Belair, Becky should tap out Dakota. The end. So, yeah, I, I mean, I wish they'd almost I'd put this up at the last minute because this feud's been going on for months and months and months between damage control on Bianca Belair and friends. And I'm kind of yeah, over it because Bailey's already proven that she can't beat Bianca Belair. So damage control was already done. No, they're, they're the another mistake. Sorry. Yeah. They're, they're the tag team champions, so they've got that at the very least. But in terms of like being a a, a main event heel act, they're pretty much dead in the water. Um I agree with Tony. I think Rhea Ripley should beat Bianca Belair. Or not maybe not pin Bianca Belair, but pin someone in the match. And she should be the one that's challenging Bianca. Uh, probably a Royal Rumble. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. 
I agree with you guys. I think the likelihood is that Becky Lynch is the one that's being announced because there are there's a lot of speculation out there that she's returning soon. Um, the I guess the other main guesses for me are it would be either Candice LeRae or Beth Phoenix. They're the only other two people that I could even assume doing it. I don't buy into the whole teasing of who it is because the the silhouette they put out there has blue hair. That's a. Uh, what is that? Oh not, my god! Are you serious? It's clearly not Mercedes. Who's Manai. doing that? Well, why? <laughs> what are they going to stop? Because that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'd say clearly not. Like, I I didn't know where they got my face. If it is, but I'd I'd highly doubt that you're going to do that. Like a night before Survivor Series. Like, if you have Sasha Banks back, you're going to promote her well in advance of it. Because like anyone's going to. I don't know if they've sold out or anything, but like that'd be a good way to actually spur more people like tuning in and buying tickets for the show at full prices if they got Sasha Banks back. So, so yeah, Becky makes the most sense. She can be because it's five on five and it's a lot of like weapons and like smoke and mirrors. It means that she can be a bit like light. She can go a bit lighter and doesn't have to do as much. So less likelihood of uh, straining the injury any further if she's not like a fully 100% ready yet. So, yeah, and I would I would just go Rhea Ripley pins or makes Alexa Bliss or Asuka submit because you kind of have to do the Rhea Ripley me and match at some point. So you probably shouldn't try and just blow that off on on this occasion. I mean, if you really want to do like really want to push her and say like, yeah, she's the next challenger, you have a beat Bianca Belair, but I don't know if they want to go that route just yet. You can get but, it. Yeah, you get it a million other ways. Mm. Oh yeah. But no, I'm, I'm but I'm 100 going for the heels win. The reason why I'm going with the heels win on this one is because the baby faces have got to win the other match. Right, that's another thing too. And they, for anybody who's wondering about like the other teases for the extra member, they were basically going, "Well, when you find out who our member is, you're gonna piss yourself, you're gonna shit your pants because we got somebody big here. That's whatever. So it's got to be a big name. It's not like they're gonna be like, and it's Aaliyah coming back. You know, that'd be awesome. That'd be <laughs> listen." Yes, I would laugh. I would laugh. Um, <laughs> Becky is the one that's like, you're going to be shivering in your boots because we've got the Charlotte. man back. You know, Charlotte. Charlotte I just can't I'm picture. Will be Charlotte, but there's there is still Charlotte, and it is War Games, and she is Flair. Technically speaking, yeah, she is still on the board. Um, you're going to say technically speaking, she's a Flair. <laughs> <laughs> technically speaking, I mean she is. She's a Flair, <laughs> as they are. Um. Yeah, so damage control gets my vote, gets Calm's vote, and what about you, Rob? I'm going with the baby faces. Becky taps at Dakota. So in the men's war games match, we got the bloodline against. Now, hold on, before I look like an asshole, if it's not Becky, then still babyface surprise partner beats Dakota. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, and the Brawling Brutes. I am going to echo what Calum said. This is one of your rare opportunities. Especially because he doesn't wrestle all that often anymore. A very rare opportunity for Roman Reigns to lose a match where he doesn't take a pinfall or submission, nor is his title in any jeopardy whatsoever. The babyfaces have to win this match. And you need to set up, whether it's Kevin Owens or it's Sheamus, one of those two most likely, against Roman Reigns for Royal Rumble. Best case scenario, in my mind, Kevin Owens gets the pin. He ends up fighting 
Roman at the Royal Rumble that can lead into the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn thing with the Usos. Maybe Sami Zayn is the one that takes the pin. Maybe it's Jey Uso. Wouldn't be opposed to it being Solo Sokoa. It's obviously not going to be Roman because they shouldn't have him take the loss. He can't be Solo. He's the enforcer. He's there just to be big. He's my secondary. Like Roman's definitely not Solo. Most likely not. Jimmy. Pin Jimmy. Jimmy's fun. We all love Jimmy. But he's like the one who doesn't really have a role outside of when you bring the bell in a tag team match. But but the storyline potential is Sammy or Jay. Right, because they've been kind of at odds. Yeah, they're the ones that would take the brunt of Roman's wrath if they do lose this match. Which, yeah, because the whole storyline is because they're butting heads with each other. It means the bloodline can't be as united as they should be. So one of them has to lose. It's just which one you decide to go with and what the ramifications are. I think it should be Jay. I think Jay should take the pin. Because... I could see a scenario where Jimmy does, and then it's Jay and Sammy trying to, because Sammy's buddy up with Jimmy, and Jay obviously is, you know, the psyche partner, that they could be like the two going to bat, almost like I support Jimmy more against Roman, you know? I mean, I mean you could do that, but I feel like the whole story is building around the fact that Jay, because he thinks that Jay thinks that Sammy is the outsider that's coming. And realistically, he's correct in that regard, mm-hmm. but everyone else likes Sammy more than Jay. It feels like. So, so Jay should be the one who takes the pin, suffers more of the disdain from Roman. And then it eventually will help fuel the uh, excitement when they do eventually all decide to just turn their back on Sammy Zayn and kick him out of the group. Yeah. Because they've, Spent so much time building up the fact that maybe, like, uh, maybe Jimmy, like, Jay is the problem, but then they'll eventually say that, oh, well, he's our blood and you're not, and turn on Sammy. So I think, I think it has to be the way. I think if you, if you have Sammy lose, it puts too much pressure on them immediately to kick Sammy out. And I think you want to spread, stretch that out as, at least until Kevin Owens has had a shot at the title again. Right. Yeah, because if they plan on doing Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble, you can kind of do this, but you still have all of December and a good chunk of January. Two months to set that up after losing at War Games is probably way too long. And Sheamus, in the meantime, can get a shot against Roman Reigns on an episode of SmackDown on uh, in December. Like that could just be you know just a match for the sake of it. He could be in the Elimination Chamber when it comes down to that. You know, I mean, they can play around with that, too. It's not like it needs to be just Kevin Owens. And McIntyre can get another shot on SmackDown or something. You can play around with that in any way. But Kevin Owens is the the main one to come back to. And I'm thinking probably by the time Royal Rumble comes around. So give the baby faces the win here. End the show on a happy note. Bloodline is pissed. Roman Reigns didn't take a loss, but he technically lost the match. It's way too perfect. If they do anything other than that, it's going to be kind of just like, well, where are you going here? You know? No, for a month, ever since they announced War Games, I pretty much thought, okay, Sammy loses a bunch of War Games and they kick him out. And I used to think it's a great visual of like they kick him out and then Kevin Owens walks back into the cage, picks him up. But just spitballing ideas in my mind, what if Sammy just turns on them now? And helps Kevin Owens pin Roman Reigns. And then 
the story becomes, oh shit, Jay was right. And now Roman Reigns won't rest until he has Sami Zayn's blood all over his hands. That's a fun, different way to get to it that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. Because Sami can just help Kevin win. I think more so if that happens, it happens when they do the singles match. Like he just yeah. tries to help out Kevin and fails, and then it's like, you know, okay, fucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the reason why people want to talk about it because, like, I think just fundamentally it doesn't make sense because because Roman hasn't given Sammy hasn't at the moment given Sammy any reason to think that he's going to be turned on in the bloodline. So why would he turn on Roman? Well, because away? you can you can construct it as though, hey, listen, Sammy, you know. I lost this match all two years ago because of the bloodline and I need some backup. And it could be, if you wanted to play the long con, you could. I don't think yeah, that they will, but yeah. it's, it's a story that you could try to tell. I think, I think what would be important in the match is that Sammy, well, one of two things, either Sammy and Kevin can't come to blows in the match so they just stay away from each other and just do their own thing you have a spot where they like stare at each other for a bit but then you know they get distracted by other people fighting them yeah stare, like they're they on smackdown they're hyping themselves up Sami Zayn's like you know what are you doing why are you fighting the bloodline kevin owens is saying cool. why are you a part of the bloodline whatever and then eats a super kick from jay or something you know? yeah right or or what i actually kind of prefer in my mind is they do their classic spot, which is they get in the middle of the middle of the cage and they just start throwing fists at each other, holding it, and they just knock each other out <laughs> with throwing fists at each other. And they just and that's it. That's all their involvement at the end of the match is just them throwing fists at each other while all the other chaos is going on around them. They just keep doing it. You can do it for like two minutes if you want to. Them just throwing fists at each other in the center of the ring, just basically in a way of like we must continue doing this because we, I we both of us can't forever. admit the fact that we want to be a team anymore we, or do we want to be a team again so we're just going to keep punching each other until then and just like just tire themselves out just beating each other up and i think that would be a good way of them just like almost in a way it's almost a way of them uniting but in the in a violent way <laughs> but i i think i think either way you need to yeah you need to establish i because i'm i'm in the mindset that i think Seamus should get the win in this I think I still think you should definitely do Kevin Owens and Roman maybe at the Royal Rumble, but I think you can get a match with Sheamus and Roman in December out of it. I think Sheamus deserves a shot at the world title. Sheamus has been great all year. Yeah, he should have just the some kind of match. Yeah, so yeah, just to get that one-off match, and also it's almost like it's a it's a redemptive match almost because of how terrible in many people's eyes the Sheamus Roman Reigns feud was back in. 2015 over the wwe championship it's like uh which actually realistically led to the the biggest babyface pop roman reigns had ever received up until that yep. point when he when he won the title against uh sheamus but yeah it would just be nice to see the roles reverse where sheamus is the the babyface going into it and roman is the definitive heel and yeah if it's anything like the match he had with gun then it'll be a great spectacle and a good way to win the year. I imagine that, like they they say, like you have like the final SmackDown of the year is Roman against Sheamus, and it's the idea: can Roman Reigns will Roman Reigns enter another new year as Universal Champion, or can Sheamus stop that from happening? And so, 
yeah, and then you can move on to Owens after it. I just, yeah, I, I want to see Sheamus get his flowers of just, he, he won't win the title, but just to have that match with Roman. I agree. I think McIntyre should get another shot at it too. Just like at some point, I think he's been Roman's best challenger. And it feels weird after for so long thinking he would be the focal point. It seems as though Sheamus is the leader. Owens is the focal point. And Drew is just sort of there. Which feels wrong for his character arc, but I get why it's happening here. I don't think anybody ever imagined that Sami Zayn would have become the story mm-hmm. of Roman Reigns' title picture. So, it is what it is. I think this would be great. I was not expecting this when I was thinking about good face to bloodline and war games, but the Brutes and and Drew and Kevin as the fifth is almost perfect for this era, and I think it's going to be a fun match. I think that these are going to be fun, but I also feel like I'm probably going to end up leaving War Games with the same idea that I've had going into it, which was, I don't think Survivor Series should be War Games. <laughs> and I think you should save War Games for the same idea with Hell in a Cell and all, if and when you get something that makes sense for it, not to just do it at this time of the year. I think it's going to run into that same problem as TLC, the same problem as uh, Hell in a Cell, same as anything other than really Elimination Chamber and Royal Rumble for the most part, and Money in the Bank, but it seems like they're getting rid of that too. And then next year, whether it's a brand split thing again, and they figure out another way to do it differently and actually have it be worth a damn, or if they just have some other kind of uh, elimination thing, I'm probably going to be wanting traditional Survivor Series elimination matches, but... We'll see how it uh, goes down on Saturday, and somehow I'm going to be able to squeeze that in after traveling back and forth and stuff. But the game plan is to do the usual pay-per-view point post-show immediately after the live coverage that you'll see on SmartCatWeb.com. You have the group thread chat, uh, chat on the Mega Maniacs group on Facebook. And I'll be writing, of course, some stuff up for EWN and Bleach Report, so... Stay tuned for that as well. But we'll run down the pay-per-view. We'll talk about any updates to the Fantasy League that comes in with that and all the other good stuff and bad stuff and everything that we normally do. And then, man, we're going to start having to get into that end-of-the-year stuff before we know it. Um, But, you know, we'll kind of figure that out as time goes on. So keep in mind, we want to know what you have to say about all these things, whether it was the hot tags or the Survivor Series talk or even when we talked about that Thanksgiving things or the Mortal Kombat stuff and all. Drop your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to follow us and share different things and subscribe to different things and do all that good stuff, then you can find us at Smartout Moment. You can go to smartoutmoment.com. You can go to fanboysanonymous.com and check out all those social accounts and the YouTube channel and whatnot. If you want to find a handy-dandy list of all of that stuff, then go to amangotree.com or anthonymango.com. You'll see my link tree that's set up for that. You can find me at Tony Mango all over the place. And you can follow Rob and Callum and see what those guys are up to. Rob? Yep, follow me everywhere at Dude Felice on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. I think I'm going to, it seems like all the cool kids are joining this hive <laughs> social media, so I might make one of those. I made an account for that last night. I have no fucking clue what that thing is. I also have a, uh, what's that other one, that Mastodon? <laughs> yeah, the, the, those are the two that I'm actually planning on making. It's just been a busy week, but... 
I'll be on those platforms, likely at Dude Police as well as there. And just continue following my work on WrestleZone and Fightful and another place that I'll probably announce the end of the hot tags next week. And yeah, as always, I thank you for the support and I turn you over to Calum Wiggins. Okay, so for again, for the time being, you can follow me on Twitter at Wigmeister14. And then the other place you can find me is pretty much on the Smart Cow Moments. Just check out the Power Rankings, which is my weekly addition to the website where I rank the WWE wrestlers from top to bottom. You can be certain that scripts won't be appearing on that uh, <laughs> on this on this week's edition. Uh, but uh, yeah, but you can just check them up. They'll be just before a Spyro series on Saturday, and then. Uh, Spyro series itself will be influential when it comes to the fantasy league where i will remember to ask tony and rob <laughs> for their final predictions <laughs> so we can and depending on who wins the predictions contest that will determine who can uh, elevate the points that one of their superstars receives going into the royal rumble and it's actually quite a big one as well because there's a lot of time between tomorrow's in the royal rumble so that's a long time that someone can get like double points on one of their superstars so definitely gonna be a big one this week and you can track everything that's going on in the fantasy league either it's like just going on to smart cat moment and checking the fantasy league section or going to wwefantasyleague.com i can't believe you're the one that has that um, though what did i have that url yeah sometimes i'm just like damn he's really on the ball how does he get that <laughs> yeah, i mean i did on wwe-network.com for a year too <laughs> Um, but you know, I mean, uh, things are happening and who knows what other URLs I end up getting over the course of the next year (laughs) to stay tuned for all that stuff. Stay tuned for the next episode of the smack talk. We'll see you then everybody. But for now, this has been another smart out moment and we are being counted out.